0: Good morning, StorySide. Are you glad to be in God's presence today. I want, to welcome, I want to welcome all those joining us online. There's actually hundreds of people joining us here for our 9 a.m. service. The numbers are really high today, but just a few of them. We have the Sutherlands. Roger, I am so glad that you are feeling better. I love you. Uh, we have Gary Royce, and Gary, I pray for you often as well. Glad that you guys are joining us online. We have Janine Holbert. i got a whole list of people I'm praying for. Uh, Janine gives me text updates and told me she's a couple of weeks out from getting back and how much she misses her church family. Uh, And so, Janine, we love you. Uh, Rick Campbell, the Campbell family, Jackie Maxie, Mike, Al Toby in Arizona, uh, my years and years and years, uh, year-long golf buddy. Uh, can't uh, wait for you guys to visit this summer, but the Tobys are online. Amber Manley at work. My dad, uh, Michael Anthony Pelkey, uh, is joining us online. And Phyllis, glad you guys are online. The list is long, but story side, would you welcome all those joining us online today? Let them know how awesome it is to have them. Those of you that are on site and local, how many thankful for some sunshine that showed up this week and some sunshine? Some sunshine that's on its way this week, from what from what I'm hearing, I'm excited about that. We're just a couple weeks out from spring. Uh, let's go. Uh, speaking of spring, uh, my my winter fat is almost gone. Uh, now I just have spring rolls. Um, that's that's <laughs> not funny. Um, <laughs> oh my. Uh, I want to share with you before we go into our message, this is a new series, Living in Denial. I feel so strongly about this new series. I believe that God wants to speak to us today. Before we go into the message, uh, I do want to just revisit something I shared last week, and that is that we are in the homestretch of what we call the NOW campaign, moving the church forward uh, through our kids and students expansion, and it's amazing. Uh, when I walk through some of our... Uh, board members even yesterday uh, after the funeral took some of our leaders through and just to see their excitement all the classrooms and the worship areas and the new student cafe and it's incredible and we're just a couple of weeks out from that being completed and so I shared last week that uh, during uh, the project uh, we actually currently uh, we are about 165,000 total uh, over the 120000 up to this point, uh, we have been able to cover uh, just because of your generosity. And so your weekly giving has not only kept all of our locations uh, current healthy during the last year, uh, but the fact that that many of you are just so faithful in your giving, uh, we've been able to cover $120,000 of overages on on the project. Sometimes you don't know until you get into it what you're going to find. Uh, and we had everything from a thirty-thousand-dollar HVAC unit. The list goes on, but some things that came up during uh, the process, and we were able to cover those things out of that out of that hundred and sixty-five thousand. We still have forty-five thousand to go uh, to complete everything. A lot of that is repaired and updated sprinkler systems, floor cleaners, commercial water softener. I shared last week. I had no idea they cost that much. I was thinking it was like one of those home ones, uh, like is this $1, twelve hundred and. Not 1,200, but uh, you learn something new all the time. But uh, those were some of of the overages, and so it's about 45,000. We have the opportunity to get a playscape, two-level playscape, has multiple slides, uh, high, wide. It's actually amazing. We've we've looked at these for years, but we have an opportunity with the timing of what's going on in our nation um, to get a playscape at a great price. Uh, installed, they they could have it by probably midsummer to when school starts. Installed, ready to go, and so that's something we've been looking at. And and that's sixty thousand dollars. And then those of you that are joining us online, we've had um, I think it was one point three million minutes uh, watched in twenty twenty. Of course, that's growing in twenty twenty one as well. Uh, but people, ten different nations, of course, across our nation that watch online. And so we have the opportunity to to improve our sound even more. We've been making steps the last few weeks uh, with programming and stuff to to improve the sound. Hopefully it's better for you today. Uh, But we want to continue to improve that as well as the lighting uh, and give the opportunity for people especially that are not local to be part of our StorySide family. And so uh, the number that they're giving me for that sound and lighting and and backlighting with an LED wall and stuff is about $40,000. Then, of course, our other locations, some of the projects, the missions, the outreaches that we're planning already, whether it's Mansfield, Galleon, other places um, that we are believing for God to continue to help us with our missions and outreach. I shared last week that I've been very sensitive to the timing, uh, you know, when when you're going through what people would call a pandemic or, you know, definitely people have felt fear a lot uh, the last 12 or 13 months. Um, and i've been I've been sensitive to the timing of when people are trying to pay your utilities or whatever that might be, and then here comes Micah saying, "You know what about uh, playscape? And you're like, "This guy's lost his mind um, So I've tried to be very sensitive um, to uh, even even sharing some of these things, uh, but the last couple of weeks i I just wanted to put it out there and on March 21st, which is our anniversary weekend. So Storyside will be 18 years old this month. Uh, will be 18 years old. And I'm asking if you're able to give your very best gift above and beyond your tithing. So sometimes people will take away from tithing and they'll give to heart for the house. Uh, that, that's not really helpful. We have a set budget. Uh, we have some great accountants. We use a local uh, accounting firm and then we have an accountant in Columbus and they're so great with budgets for all the ministries and locations. So to, to take from tithing to give for, for Heart for the House, that's not what I'm asking you to do. Uh, but if you're able to give above and beyond your tithing uh, for Heart for the House on March 21st, I want to invite you to consider uh, doing that. Um, and I've, I've birthed really the Heart for the House offering. We've done them in years past, but this year I've birthed it out of a young boy by the name of Hudson. Uh, Hudson a couple weeks ago, uh, we had given piggy banks out to the kids uh, ministry last year. And many of them uh, brought their piggy banks in. And and Hudson's, I was drawn to his because the way I understood it was he was trying to put a nickel or a quarter whatever in the top and it's cracked. You can see it's so full uh, that the top was uh, was cracking from trying to get as, as much change in there as possible. And someone messaged me. I've got two messages now, but someone messaged me and said, Pastor Micah, can you let us know what Hudson gave? We would like to give a gift in connection or correlation with Hudson's gift. And so Anna, one of our team members, let me know it was sixty-five dollars. And so, uh, which is awesome. And uh, I wanted to just put that out there and share with you that if someone, you know, may, maybe you would say, uh, Pastor Mike, I can give six dollars and fifty cents. I mean, that I, I say it all the time. It's not equal giving. It's equal sacrifice. So if, you know, when I was growing up, people would often say, how many people give $10, you know, and you stand up and, well, for some people, it's not even a sacrifice to give $10, but, but for the woman in the Bible, it's like two mites. It's that, I mean, she's given all she has. It's not equal giving. It's equal sacrifice. And so what would a sacrificial gift look like for you? And so maybe it's $6 and 50 cents. Maybe it is 60, uh, $65 uh, like Hudson. Maybe for someone else, someone just handed this to me as I was coming in today. This is $650 uh, that, that they handed to me coming in today. Maybe for someone, you would say, I could give $6,500 or $650,000. And last week, when I'm even sharing the numbers, and you know, people are laughing, like, $650,000? That's not me, Micah. But, but you don't know. It could be somebody. Uh, and, and I shared last week about the church I was preaching at that owed $4.3 million on their building, and they were struggling financially. And I was there that we can got a picture of the check. Uh, but when they were sharing with me about a farmer that gave 4.444, whatever it was, million dollars to pay the church off, and uh, there's a picture of it uh, that they have, I, I just wanted to share it with you to elevate your faith, to believe uh, that God can give miracles. Um, And so whatever your sacrifice is, I just want to thank you for believing that God is doing great things at Storyside. God's doing great things in our region and really around the world. Uh, And I don't believe the church is going down. I don't believe that the church is falling apart. I believe that he's going to have a church and the gates of hell will not prevail (laughs) against it. Speaking of giving, I heard the joke (laughs) about the new monastery that opened in Las Vegas and they were getting a lot of people that were donating poker chips from the casinos it became such a problem that they had to hire a chipmunk Uh, (laughs) that is so bad that's one of the worst jokes I've ever told Um, (laughs) Rob Rob Thrush, who serves on my team, Rob sent that to me, and I'm like, all right, Rob, I'm telling it. Uh, I'm going for it. There has to be someone who has a weird sense of humor like us, Uh, but I want to pray today in the next 20 or 30 minutes, God will capture our hearts. We're going to talk about living in denial. God will capture our hearts today and speak to us with this holy scripture. Can we pray together? God, I thank you for this day. This is the day. This is the day the Lord has made. I prayed early this morning for miracles. I believe miracles could happen right now in this room and online. I believe a miracle could happen today. This is not religion to me. This is not an hour out of the week. This is holy moments where we come together and say, make a move, God. Our expectations are high. Our faith is being mixed right now with your word. We're believing that today is going to be a god kind of day and we pray these things in Jesus name. Everyone said amen. Over the next few weeks I'm going to talk about living in denial. I was reminded recently of something I had read about Billy Sunday uh, who was a great evangelist and Billy Sunday who held revivals and multiple back-to-back services. He would give what they would call Altar calls, Billy Sunday would invite people forward if they wanted to pray. Billy Sunday would travel hosting these revivals and gatherings. And the true story is that there was one particular service where a lady came forward following the gathering and she asked Billy Sunday, why do you keep having revivals over and over and over? Why why do you keep having revivals when it doesn't last? Billy Sunday thought for a moment and responded to her, why do you keep taking baths? In other words, don't ever let someone minimize. Why are you back in the ministry line again today? Why are you fasting again? Why are you going to church again? Why are you praying again? Why? Because there's something about being renewed. Something about being refreshed. There's something about being restored, even when worship's taking place today. I, I know we felt God last week. I know two weeks ago was awesome, and Pastor Keen talking about poured out and oil. And, but I'm back again today. Back again today saying, God, refresh me today. God, renew me today. God, restore me today. You see, a relationship with God is not just a couple of hours on a Sunday. It's every day. Give us this day our daily bread. As we talk about living in denial, sometimes you hear a message and you often think, wow, this is great for my spouse. (laughs) Maybe you've thought that before. We could be talking and be like, whoa, I really hope my son or daughter's listening. Sometimes when a message is going forth, you're thinking like that guy down my row, Pastor Mike, you're talking right to him. We often don't always apply it to our own selves. Sometimes it's even because of blind spots. There's things in your life, but maybe you're living in denial. I've heard it said that there's no I in denial. In other words, there's things in your life that God's saying, I wanna work on, but you and I could be in denial. The verse of scripture that I'm going to read to you today, Christ is going to pose some really important questions to these people. Some really important, like life-defining kind of questions. Luke chapter 9, beginning to read at verse 18, now it happened that as he was praying alone, his disciples were with him, and he asked them, who do the crowds say that I am? And they answered, John the Baptist, and others say Elijah, and others one of the prophets of old is risen. Then he said to them, this is an important question, but who do you say that I am? Peter answered the Christ of God, verse 23. He said to all, if anyone would come after me, here it is. You say, I want to be a Christian, Micah. Here's what Christ would tell us if we're going to be a Christ follower. He said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross on Sunday. Take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what? Here's an important question, right? He's asking them some important questions. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world? and loses or forfeits himself. When you look at these verses of Scripture, Christ is going to ask them, what's happening in the crowd conversations? You know, in the lobby, at the life group, at the gym. What's people saying about what's going on? What's the crowd conversations? Because Jesus knows that the pressure of people can be a powerful thing you could be in a locker room and people saying everybody's doing it everybody and jesus just knows that the crowd conversation is really important and how you respond or, or react to that really matters he said what's everyone else saying and and they tell him some say or others say some say you see words can be powerful Words can be powerful. You could either view words as positive. You could could tell someone today, I think you're going to make it. I think it's going to be okay. I think things are going to work together for good. Or you could use your words for negative. And you could tell people, I don't think, and it's impossible, and probably not. Words are a powerful thing. Words can put a lot of pressure on people there are some children, there are some students that face enormous amounts of pressure in life because some say. Not, not only now, but really if you look through history, in this instance and many others, there is a plethora in the Bible of, of people's perspectives And Jesus understands that our world, that humanity is inundated with some say. I think in 2021, we're surrounded by some say. Can you stay on the line at the end of the call for a couple of quick questions? We would like to know what you say. You could see surveys and online opinions, and basically your life, I want to help you today, your life can become a human comment box where everyone is putting in what they think about you. And everyone is telling you, you go on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, what doesn't matter if it's an emoji heart or a clap or that's good or. Everyone is going to tell you what they think about you. People could begin to tell you based on your past or your present. If you give people the opportunity right now, they will tell you all kinds of things about you. You can't make it. You can't do it. That'll never happen. I heard the joke, speaking of opinions, I heard the joke about the child that said, Mom, am I ugly? And the mother said, I told you not to call me Mom in public. That's not funny. But I was reading that the other day and I had shared shared it with Angel when when I was reading that from the angle of People are told, you know, we we can hear something like that and think, Pastor Micah, how cruel is that? And yet over 31 years, I would not even be able to quantify a number of the amount of people that have told me my parents said, you're silly, you're not smart enough, you never amount to nothing, you can't go to college, or people that will tell me a coach said, you can or you won't. I know when we hear it, we're like, oh, that's so heartbreaking, but the reality is there's people on every row, there's people online today that are still, some of them even years later, facing the fallout of some say. When you look at some say, some will say about your past. Some will say about your parenting. There are people right now that maybe don't agree with your parenting. Your marriage, your future, your potential. We took time today. There would be people that would say even about church. Church. Some would say about your serving. Why are you putting all this time into serving? People come hours early on a Sunday, hours before many get here. That's going to enjoy the service there are people here for hours at all locations getting ready for whether it's online or on site. And some would say, that's a waste of time. I've had people that have talked about the internship. I love our internship. You know, I, I stand down here even today and I'm so proud of when I see our interns. You know, a lot of people will see Eli up here and he, he you know, it's just unbelievable whether it's rapping or today on stage and He's leading. People don't all people don't always know the journey of when we meet at an outreach. Even when I talk about, you know, thank you for being involved in missions and outreach and heart for the house. Noah, who is up here like bouncing around on the worship team, you know, I, I met Noah and Eli at the same outreach. They're teenagers. Who would have known years ago that you fast forward and one's up here talking about you know, God's goodness and ministry moments and another guy's up here bouncing around on the worship team and when we talk about some say and I reference the internship, there's people that, that if I told you, you know the internship could run 50000 dollars, some people would say it's a waste of money. Why are we feeding students on Tuesday and Thursday all summer? And then other people could say, Pastor Micah, why do you even have my son or daughter here? That, that's like free labor kind of stuff. You guys are doing outreach and partnering with local missions, and you're sending them to Belleville Neighborhood Outreach. You're sending them to, to Harmony House. You know, they were there hours doing mulch one year. They come back like, put me on another group, Pastor Micah. Like, <laughs> this one's no good. <laughs> you know, and... and I've taken groups and the staff's taken groups i 've taken groups to to nursing homes, and we 'll tell the nursing homes uh, you know tell tell us all of the people that don't get a visit, who are the people that don't get a visit here? We want to visit them, and I'd walk in with some of the interns and they would be blown away that they would get a visit, and these students were interacting with them and at the end of the day, you know we're talking about what were your wins and I'm just telling you that there is an element sometimes where some say can show up in every area of our lives. And people would say to me over the years, they would say, Pastor Micah, my son or daughter, they could work a part-time job or they could have been making some money and why are they there on Tuesdays and Thursdays? And On every angle in life, sometimes we hear some say. Some of you right now, you, you've had people that told you, why, why do you do the church thing? Church is, church is emotional. Have you ever heard that before? Church is emotional. I've heard people say before, church is for weak-minded people. They'll use those words. Church is for weak-minded people. Or church is a crutch. If you need a crutch in life, then church is for you. Because Jesus understood in this passage how powerful some say can be in your life. Have you ever heard this before? all church cares about well you guys are good i heard it all over the room wow all church cares about is your money maybe what i'm saying today you know if you got 6 dollars and 50 cents or you've got 650 or you've got 6500 help me buy a playscape two levels slides and and it would be easy to think, Pastor Micah, what a waste of money. Why would you want a playscape for VIPs or guests or you know, it's right in the middle of the family entrance? Why, why would you want families to come in and kids be like, wow, that's amazing. And 10 minutes on a playscape could then set the stage for them to hear about Jesus in a classroom and it's a win-win like fun and Jesus. It's not either or, it's both. But, but some people could say, What a waste, $60,000. And some of those same people that say would never complain about a million dollar football field. Never complain. I'm, I'm I'm just trying to get you to think today about the power of some say. Some say. No, no one, no one ever, no one ever tells me over the years. No one ever says all Kroger cares about is your money. <laughs> all that restaurant—I mean, they drive by and they're like, all that restaurant cares about. <laughs> all the car wash, all Lowe's, all the cable company, all the coffee shop, four-dollar lattes, all that coffee shop cares about. <laughs> you can drive by a church. We are often surrounded by some say. And the Savior knew that some say has sway. Jesus knew that. Jesus knew that when you're hearing, it's John, it's Elias, it's a prophet. He knew that what some are saying has the ability to sway you. That when you go to the family reunion or you're at the holiday gathering or your buddies at the gym or at work or saying some of the things that I just referenced, Jesus knew that you and I often come to a crossroads in life where we will deal with the pressure and the influence and impact of some say. If we had time today to talk about popular opinion and peer pressure and Even social media, I've read articles where they say if if this generation posts something on social media and it doesn't have enough likes in a limited amount of time, they delete the post. Because we know how much it matters. Some say. In this moment, the disciples are telling Jesus... Some are saying you're John and some are saying you're Elijah and some are saying you're an old prophet and here's the tendency in our final few minutes, here's the tendency. The tendency is often to cave to the pressure of people and to say what other people are saying. Who wants to speak up? Who wants to say something? Actually, no, I love my church. Actually, no, I, 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 love, I love pouring into kids and students. No, I, I, I like, I, I, I know some are saying it's silly, but I, I like to, to bow my head and say, thank you, Jesus, for this food. I pray that you'll bless it to the nourishment of our body today. And I don't take it for granted that there's something on this plate. No, Mike, I, I, I like to do that. Because in this moment, while the tendency... It's probably for them just to jump on board with what everyone else is saying. You know how it is when, you know, the whole class or the whole group or the whole, and and they're all saying different things and you're like, I'm going to student night tonight. No, I'm going to church on Sunday morning. There there is something that's not always easy about Simon Peter stand-up kind of conversations. And that's what I want to draw your attention to today is in this moment, while some are saying and others are saying, and Jesus said, but who do you say? Who do you say that I am? These moments where our lives are often defined positively or negatively by our ability or inability to stand up and speak for ourselves Peter gives an unpopular answer. He doesn't give a some say response. He he swims upstream if you would. Sometimes our stance is not going to match what some say. Well, some are saying politically and some are saying, you know, politically correct. And some are saying in culture and some are saying in society. Sometimes what you say even scripturally does not line up with what everyone else is saying. Simon Peter says, you know, I don't really need public approval right now. I don't need everyone else to agree with what I'm saying. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. You see, the truth is we all must have a Simon Peter kind of stand-up-and-speak-up moment in our lives where we are not ashamed to say Jesus is the Christ or I am a Christian or I'm wanting the Holy Spirit in my life, or I don't, I don't think the Bible is an outdated book, or as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. Sometimes it's not about what some say, it's about what I say. And as for me, unashamedly, I'm not ashamed to say I want to follow Jesus. A.W. Tozer said, Jesus is not one of many ways to approach God. Nor is he the best of several ways. You say, but Pastor Micah, around the world, they're saying there's all kinds of ways to get to God, different names, but everyone has like they all have the same gist and idea. Well, some are saying, and so, but what do you say? Do you say, I believe there's only one Lord? And one faith and one baptism. Do you say there's only one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus? You say, Micah, that's really hard to do sometimes. That's really hard to stand up. I know, I know, and I believe so did Jesus. That's why he was calling them to a commitment that would say, if you're going to follow me, There are going to be times that you are going to have to deny yourself, your feelings, your fears, your worries. Your Well, what's going to happen if I do? If you're going to follow me, there's times you will have to live in denial. Mark Batterson said our confessions of sin need to be as well defined as our professions of faith. If faith is being sure of what we hope for, then repentance is being sure of what we're sorry for. Becky Walker, who was on the prayer team today, told me just the other day about how when she gave her life to Christ, they're driving down Interstate 80, I believe, on the way from Belleville to Davenport, Iowa. And so overwhelmed in that moment, told her husband, Dr. Brad, you got to pull over, take the next exit, pull over. I need to repent of my sins. i got to give my life to Christ. They pull over on the side of an interstate. i I got to tell God, I need you to save me. You see, all of us need an interstate 80 kind of moment in our life where we're born in sin, and we say, I need a Savior, and I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed to tell people that I want to follow Jesus Christ. And so I ask you today in closing, who is Jesus in your life? Who is Jesus in your life? Is he someone your parents pressured you into? You know, my dad's watching right now and I could tell a lot of stories, but but I won't, we're out of time, but dad, I love you, But, but how many times that dad would always tell my sister and I, as long as you live under my roof, who's ever heard that before? As long as you live under my roof. You know, some people, some people you feel like you know, Jesus, you, you were like pressured into it. There, there's a trend even in 2021 where I, where I think science or schooling can reduce him to a historical figure. We're talking about some say. For others, is he a cuss word to you? Is that what Jesus is to you? He's a cuss word? Or, or maybe for others, he's 911. The only time he hears from you is in an emergency. Maybe for for others, he's a holiday weekend. You're like, I love the whole Jesus thing. An extra day off. Sometimes it's a Friday. Sometimes it's a Monday. Jesus thing is a great thing. Maybe he's a holiday visit. Maybe he's a pick-me-up. And it's not just who he is in your life. It's where he's at in your life. Where is Jesus in your life right now? Is he a priority? Or is he just a convenience? Is he seasonal? You're like, "Well, if there's no sports and there's no practices and there's no games and there's no football and my kids don't have travel and my I got to catch your breath and then we go on with the list. If, if 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 there's not all that stuff happening, then then Jesus is really important to me." Is he anonymous? Is he a secret? When you're, when you're on your job, you're at school, you gotta keep Jesus on the down low. Because I want to help you today. I know sometimes this is a processing moment, but I want to help you today and remind you that you you and I cannot be a part time Christian and defeat a full time devil. He's after you every day. The enemy wants to take out your marriage every day. The devil's trying to destroy your family every day. The enemy wants to take your mind and put it in turmoil and chaos every day. And you can't be like, well, he's a holiday God, Christmas and Easter. If I don't have to mow and I don't want to sleep in, well, then maybe I'll do the whole God thing. That's not going to work. You can't have a part-time relationship with God. He said you've got to deny yourself daily, 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 Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You can't give place to the devil. He's trying to get in. But you need to have a living, breathing relationship with Jesus Christ. Come on, story side. He wants to be in your life every day. As we get ready to pray today, in this instance, Jesus is going to tell them you need to deny, you need to die daily. You need to tell yourself, I know this is a tough one, we're getting ready to pray, but you need to tell yourself no. Tell yourself no. How many of you have pets? So I feel like, uh, I don't name my pets, huh We've had like Louis V and all kinds of like the the dog. Our dog is Cardi B, so I just feel like even talking about Cardi B, I don't I don't name our pets. Um, <laughs> I'm embarrassed even saying it. <laughs> I feel like I'm constantly telling Cardi B, no, 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 stop. What constant? It's almost like our relationship. I'm not kidding. Uh, Maybe some of you as parents or grandparents or guardians, maybe you feel that when you're raising children, no, don't go there. No, don't do that. No, don't. But Let me ask you today. When's the last time you told yourself no? When's the last time you told yourself no? That bitterness tries to slip in your life? You're like, no, no. Yeah, but they said, yeah, but they hurt me. Yeah, but no, no. I refuse to let offense lodge in my heart. When's the last time you told yourself no was sin? No, I won't go there. If you're always waiting for your feelings or your flesh to line up, that's not going to happen. The Bible says... The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So your flesh is going to want to go places. It's going to want to watch things. It's going to want to scroll things. I think maybe when I said there's no eye in denial, I, this is not a moment for someone else. Just, just you and I to have some personal reflection time with God right now. am I living in denial? He said, if you want to follow me, you got to live in denial. So in our society and culture right now, we basically have a mentality that no one can tell us no. So if I was to say right now, you know, the Bible says we should be modest. You know, the Bible says that we should be modest. You go on social media, everyone's running around half naked or or three quarters naked. Some like it's just constant. And so, if I was to say, I don't care that it's twenty twenty one. You and I need to say, I want to. I want to be modest. You're like Micah, you're sounding older all the time. Like, me forty eight in June. Like, we can tell. <laughs> 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 Denial. When's the last time you told yourself no? Because whether, whether it's that bitterness or offense or modesty, there's a hundred things. You know, a lot of times for me, I love sports. And there's times I have to say, you know what? Like, I, I, I am liking sports too much. I need to pull back from some of that. So everyone, I remember when I was a kid and they used to preach against bowling when I was a kid. Used, Those bowling alleys. And I was like, yes and amen, because I couldn't stand bowling. I was like, yeah, bowling stinks because bowling was no big deal to me. But if you said something that I liked, then it was like, I don't have an amen for that. That's what I'm talking about. What is the thing in your life that God is saying? Why don't you start saying no to some of that? Live in denial. You should close your eyes today. I don't know what it is in your heart that You would say, Pastor Micah, I want to live in denial. I want to live in denial. Just with eyes closed, I want this to be a God moment for you right now. I want to live in denial. You know, Christ calls us the serving. I just want to give you an example. Just as you sit there, even with the eyes closed, Christ calls us the serving. And I gave a shout out earlier to people who's been here since 6 a.m. I haven't talked to them, but chances are they would have loved to hit the snooze button. 5 a.m., buzzers, beepers, what, phones going off. You don't think those people want to hit snooze and be like, peace out, story side. But even when it comes to serving, there's an element of, I'm going to deny myself. Not about what always feels good. It's about my purpose in life. So I don't know, maybe it's in your marriage, maybe it's in your home, maybe it's in your health. Maybe it's in your health. Where you're like, Pastor Mike, I don't want to eat better, I don't want to go to the gym, I don't want to... Well, sometimes you and I, we have to say, God, help me to live in denial. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's our physical body we're the temple of the Holy Spirit, whether it's guarding against that bitterness, that offense, that anger, that... What is it right now in God's holy presence that you need to say, God, I want to say no to this? Is it pornography? Do you need to say no to that? Is it a lack of commitment? Do you need to say no to some things in your flesh today? I feel the Holy Spirit right now. Jesus asked them in that solemn moment, maybe you're having a solemn moment right now. Jesus asked them this question, what is it going to profit you if you gain the whole world and you forfeit or waste or lose your soul? So today, is he calling you closer? Is he calling you closer today? Is he saying, why did you put me just... You know, they say the average is 17 times a year people go to church. Why am I every third weekend? Is the Holy Spirit speaking that to you today? Why, Why did you give me an hour a week? I wanted to be with you on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. Why? Why? Maybe God's love and mercy right now is calling you to this life of denial. Follow me. Take up your cross. If God is speaking something to you right now, maybe you're sensing it. You're saying, I really want you to help me with this, God. I really want you to help me with this. Chances are, it's not just for you. The fight that you're fighting right now, even for your faith, it could be for your children, it could be for your grandchildren, it could be for your future. I want to encourage you right now. Fight the good fight of faith. Don't let it slip. Don't let it slip. If you believe that God is speaking to you right now, I don't see anyone looking around, but if you... If you believe God is speaking to you right now, would you just slip up a hand? I want to pray for you today. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, there's hands going up all over the room. Thank you. I want to live in denial. I want to live in denial. I don't want to gain the whole world and lose what mattered most. And so I pray right now for every person in the room and online. Pray that as we're hearing God's word today, and some say, it's everywhere, some say, I pray that someone would be challenged right now to, to speak up and say, but as for me, maybe it's not Interstate 80, but, but in this moment right now, you need to say, I am want to follow Jesus. I want to repent of my sins, all of my sins. I am sorry. I want to turn. I don't want to keep living like this. I want Jesus to save me. He'll hear that prayer today. He'll hear your prayer right now. Maybe for others, you've got lax or lackadaisical, or you are close to the ledge. And today you're telling God, I want to come back. I want to come back. I want to come back in my spirituality. I want to come back in my faith. I want to come back in my commitment. I believe that he'll, he'll hear your prayer right now. Come on, let the Holy Spirit speak to your heart today. I'm going to live in denial. It's not condemning. It's not heavy. It's not like, oh Micah, here's rules and regulate. No, no, I want to live in denial because I want to fully follow Jesus. Not half-hearted, not halfway. I want to fully follow Jesus Christ. And I pray over every person today that's praying those kinds of prayers. And I pray these prayers in Jesus' name. Purify my heart. Amen. Stories like